Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Eddard with a half smile on his face. A brand new mustache. Spins the ball in his hand. Let's it go. It's good. Nothing but net. 67-64. Four seconds left. Ivy speeds up the middle of the floor. Ivy from the logo. Let's it go. No good for the first time in NCAA history. A 15 seed will head to the Elite Eight as St. Peter's has defeated Purdue 67-64. They're peacocks. you got to let them fly. And they're flying into the East Region Championship this Sunday. <laughs> well, well, that is our pal Tom McCarthy channeling the, the words of uh, Will Ferrell and, and Mark Wahlberg. In the other guys, <laughs> an obscure reference, but but a great job. By the way, a phenomenal call by you. Uh, well, thank to, you to end that game, which you did a great game. We know Tom, of course, normally as the Phillies television play-by-play guy. He had the opportunity uh, to do NCAA games. He and Will Purdue, and and who knew Tom that you were going to get that classic. I just want to start by you setting the scene. What was the emotion at the Wells Fargo Center on Friday night when it was just one of the great upsets in tournament history? Well, Glenn, it it was kind of, I know people have talked about this, but it was kind of like Hickory in Hoosiers when everybody started cheering for Hickory against the powerhouse from downtown Indianapolis. I mean, North Carolina fans, UCLA fans, I mean, they were behind St. Peter's the entire time. Now, of course, they probably wanted to face St. Peter's and not Purdue, but that added to the emotion because those guys had most of the tickets. You know, I mean, North Carolina and UCLA, they travel pretty well. So Mm -hmm. it was packed because of basketball fans in the area, but also because of UCLA and North Carolina. So they were kind of, (laughs) they were bringing the life to the arena, quite frankly. Um, and, And, I'll be honest with you, we were talking before the ball game, and I didn't think that St. Peter's really had a chance. Based on the film that I had watched of two of their regular season games, and I just thought that the size of 
uh, of Purdue was just going to dominate them. But well, sure. I'll tell you, their their guards are really good. They're really good. Yeah, and when you get to this, when you get to the postseason, and you get to the tournament, guard play is critical. Yep. Um, you, you need to have guards that can control the pace of the game and make the game move at your pace. Uh, and these guys do it really well. I, you know, it comes down to the you know, they've already knocked they've already knocked off Kentucky, they've knocked off Purdue, um, and here they take they take on yet another giant in North Carolina. And I was looking at at some statistics, Tom, just in in terms of NCAA tournament history. NCAA bids all time. North Carolina, 52. St. Peter's, four. four. Fi- Final fours. North Carolina, 20. St. Yep. Peter's, zero. Yeah. Championships, six. North Carolina, St. Peter's, obviously, zero. So if you ever wanted the David Goliath, um, I mean, this, this is clearly it. And even though people will look at North Carolina as an eight seed and not one of the great North Carolina teams, it's really not about where you're seated it's about how you're playing right now and north carolina right. comes in came into this tournament playing really good basketball yeah i i agree with that and, and you know it's funny both coaches yesterday were kind of um they were taken aback by some of the comments uh hubert davis was taken aback by the comments that hey you're peaking at the right time you had a lot of expectations coming into this year you were the 19th team in the country and you just didn't live up to it and you know, now you've seen to have gelled. And he said, you know, guys, we've won 15 of 18. It's not like we have just limped into the NCAA tournament. And he, so he kind of took umbrage to that. And where Shaheen, I said to Shaheen yesterday, I said, watching the MAC tournament game, I said, and I, I said, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not. I said, watching the MAC championship game, I said, I, I think you guys are head and shoulders better now than in that game. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, I thought you struggled in that first half of that game and were lucky to survive. I said, but you are a totally different team. And he brought up a good point that Monmouth had played them three times, so they kind of knew everything that they were going to do. And these teams have no idea how St. Peter's is going to play. Yeah. Now, I, think, I think North Carolina's got their – I think that, that they've got North Carolina's attention. So um, – yeah, it was interesting yesterday, but you're right. I mean, North Carolina, you know, is an eight seed, and uh, but they are playing well, and the Peacocks have won ten straight games, which is the longest streak in, the, in college basketball right well, now. Well, your your call there, by the way, will will live for a long time on that, uh, regardless of what happens, <laughs> because it was really well, great. It's it's funny, Glenn, because you know Patrick, my oldest son, for forever since the movie came out. He and Tommy, my second son, would always throw out to to myself and Meg when they would be going somewhere. We'd be like, I don't know about that. And they would always say, hey, mom, dad, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly because they love that movie. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's in my house all the time. And and it was just one of those things that I was I mean, I don't know. It, it I don't script any of this stuff out. So it just kind of kind of came to me the last minute or so because it literally is like a McCarthy household saying. And, yeah. Um, well, so anyway, the boys had it, to be delighted. So let's let's move it to Nova. Uh, Jay Wright yeah. and Nova, two wins away from their third championship in six tournaments. By the way, no school has won three titles in that short a span since John Wooden's UCLA dynasty. Uh, but, of course, Justin Moore got injured yesterday, certainly unlikely to play as they go to New Orleans. What's your sense of Villanova and whether they can – 
whether they can survive against Kansas. Well, I do think they can survive. Um, th- that injury, and you guys know at this point in the year, they don't go deep anyway. They go six guys. So that injury is that, – that's like losing Gillespie last year to the knee injury. So it's going to be hard for them uh, without him. But I think Jay has become I, – I, I, he's his old man, but he's kind of become Krzyzewski of this era. I agree. I, mean, he, I agree. He is – on so many levels, I mean, you guys, we've all gotten to know him. He's a wonderful person. You know, every time he and I text back and forth about different things basketball-wise, he'll always end it with, go Phils, or, you know, <laughs> hey, how about how about Eflin yesterday? Or, you know, that's something like that. Like, he's, you know, and I've gotten to know him even more because our boys played against each other in independent ball. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they have a chance. I do. But I think that Kansas is probably – <laughs> the most under-the-radar one seed, if they win today, if they beat Miami, the most under-rated, under, under-radar, rated, rated one seed uh, that they've ever been. And they've got, you know, obviously this, this great line of championships. You're, you're right. And Glenn and I opened the show. Glenn asked me the question, Jay Wright is the greatest coach in any sport in Philadelphia since when? You know how how far would you have to go back to find somebody that you would say, mm, okay, maybe better. Um, I, Tom, I went all the way back, and I'm not even sure Jay. I wouldn't put Jay ahead of him, but I went back to Fred Shiro, which is we're going back almost 50 years to the Flyers' wow. two Stanley Cups. But I can't think of anybody else, and we've won championships in this town since then. Some some very fine coaches have won championships in this town since then. But to do what Jay has done and build this program and sustain it the way he sustained it in this era of college basketball is a monumental achievement. Yeah, I think the sustainability part of it um, is that's right on. I think that's it. I mean, and it's it's really steady as it goes. And you can take Archie Diacono and replace him with Colin Gillespie, and you can take I don't know, you can take Sadiq Bay and 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 exchange him with. You know, Justin Moore, you know, whoever he has, you know, he's gotten to the point, And I think this is why he's a great coach. And I think his staff deserves a lot of this credit, too. He's got to the point where he has gone around the country and stayed local, too, but has figured out, all right, this guy fits my program. He may not be the best, but he fits my program. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to place him in here. I mean, think about the, the Quinley kid who went to Alabama, had a great career. He didn't fit. I mean, he didn't fit as a freshman. Um, but he has figured out how to, this formula. We all wish we had this formula that we could figure out for our life. And he's figured out the formula for his program where he can replace one guy for another year after year after year. All right, Tom, let's move it to the Phillies. Are you headed uh, back down to Clearwater or are you uh, waiting for the season yeah, I have start? Actually, I have three flights in the next 24 hours, <laughs> uh, Glenn, just, okay. just in case one gets canceled. Um, all right. Well. So. The one I'm hoping to make is tonight at 940, and I'll be flying into Orlando and then driving to Clearwater tonight. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I'll be heading uh, well, back tonight well, or tomorrow morning. We, Ray and I are imagining that your season calling these games on television is going to consist of two things. A lot of you <laughs> saying, that ball's deep, it's out of there. And then a lot of you saying, sharp ground ball. Oh, that one's booted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do. Are you, are you working? Are you practicing those two calls? <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm trying to be diverse with them to not, not make them all sound the right. same. Because um, you're going to have a lot I, of I do, I, 
I do think that we are going to have a little bit of trouble uh, fielding the baseball. Um, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be the most dynamic defensive team. Um, but as Joe has been saying, and Joe's been pretty outspoken about it, he's, he knows, he understands it. So we just got to make the basic plays. Got to make the basic plays. It's, it's base running, but it's fielding. He goes, and we'll be fine if we make the basic plays. And, and I do agree with that. Now, can they make the basic plays? Well, I mean, the only time will tell, but they are built to thump. Um, Schwarber's eyes, when somebody asked him about hitting at Citizens Bank Park, uh, his eyes lit up like I haven't seen in a while. So uh, they're going to match, there's no doubt. And, you know, whether they can pitch at the back end and field, I think that'll be, you know, that'll be the big question mark for the team. Yeah, I think you're going to have some long nights, Tom. I think you're going to have some. I think you're going to have some long games, and uh, you're going to be going up to midnight and maybe beyond a lot of times. I, you know, to me, it seems like one of the really key guys. And I, I think in in seeing Joe Girardi's comments, I don't think he wants to put too much pressure on the kid this soon. But I think in the back of his mind, and in the mind of a lot of the Phillies people, is Bryson Stott is is really a key guy. I, I think that. Yeah, it's probably a stretch to think he's going to open with the big club and for the first game of the season. But I'll be willing to bet you two months into the season, he's going to be here and he's going to be the shortstop and they're going to move DD to third base. I, I just see that happening. I just To me, it's just a question of when. Yeah, and I wonder, today he's playing third, um, and I wonder if, if it would be that or if it would be reversed. And I agree with you. I, I do think that he's going to, my feeling is is that any of these prospects, number one picks, and Bohm's included in this, you know, in order for this team to be successful, you know, Abel and Painter down the road, but these guys have got to provide something. I, I think Bohm has been better, but I, I still think that he's, I, I still think it's a struggle for him, and I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it'll click at some point in his career, but he just defensively and offensively, there's an athleticism that isn't there that I think everybody anticipated would be there. Um, so I think guys like Bryson Stott are going to be important uh, to kind of fill in when needed. I, that's why I was surprised, even though I know he struggled last year, except for, you know, the, the Olympic qualifying and stuff like that, that Luke Williams was let go because there's so, so much diversity there. Um, but again, he's, you know, he's not a, an all-star, but he, yeah. There's I understand as a, as a depth guy, he had value. Yeah. One other guy I want to ask you about, because I haven't heard anything about him this spring, and he was he came out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere, but Ranger Suarez last year mm-hmm. gave them such a great performance um, as, I mean, he eventually became a, a key starter for them uh, and had an, an ERA under two. Uh, what do you what do you hear? What did you see? You've been down there. He had an ERA of one thirty six in one hundred and six innings, uh, and we never talk about him, which suggests to me that people don't think he's for real. What do you think he is? Well, I I do think he's for real. I really do. I think he, um, you know, he's been throwing bullpens. I think we're going to see him in a game this week, and I think that he is. There's, I think there's a little regret that he was not put in the rotation earlier last year. We were actually saying it on the air. Boy, I would put him in the rotation. I would put him in the rotation. But he was so good, even as a closer and as a long man. Uh, but I think he is, in a lot of ways, a huge key. The health of Wheeler, the health of Eflin, obviously, yes. But Ranger Suarez is a huge key because I think he could be 
a 14 or 15 game winner in this league. And he's different than anything the Phillies have in their rotation because mm-hmm. he's left-handed. He can throw 95, but he throws 91 or 88. He can do all those things. He's just different. And I think you need to have different. Last question from me, Tom, is, you know, we've, over the last couple of years, we've talked endlessly about the bullpen and how bad the bullpen has been and how many games they've lost because of the bullpen. And, They've changed the cast of characters out there, but it's kind of the same kinds of guys. You've picked up guys from here and there and guys that have had some success in the past, and you're hoping that they can get it back. How do you size up the bullpen as it sits right now? Well, I think that what Sir Anthony Dominguez has done uh, so far is pivotal for this bullpen. And if he's at all healthy, uh, that he's going to help. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that the closer's role, at least on paper, is solidified for the time being. Uh, I I would have loved to have seen maybe one more addition to the bullpen, but I understand that that was there wasn't a whole lot out there. You know, once Naris turned down his deal, and I thought they'd bring Naris back to be a setup guy, not a closer, but a setup guy. Um, he got way more money with the Astros. I I do think it's going to be a work in progress, right? I think it's just that's the way it is, and maybe that's because we're not as familiar with these guys and their roles, even though we've seen familiar from a distance. Um, but I do think that Sir Anthony Dominguez, if he is healthy, is going to be a huge shot in the arm for this team because his stuff looks amazing right now, even though it's not at 100 miles an hour, it's at 97, 98. I think he is a huge key to the success of this bullpen. That would be, boy, you know what? If if he comes back off of that, that would be such a great, oh, such a great addition great for the team. Too. Yeah, I mean, that's, I know, you know, that's what they say. The old joke. Best, best shape of my life in spring training, but he does look really good. <laughs> yeah. so. Hey, uh, last thing, and it has nothing to do with baseball. It has nothing to do with NCAA. Uh, my wife and I are watching um, the show This Is Us the other day. Are you familiar with the show? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, actually, no, uh, that, that's not true. My wife and I watched the show This Is Us. My wife yeah. saw you on TV the other day, and she said, <laughs> is that Toby from going. This Is she said, Is that Toby from This Is Us? Yeah, I know where you go. And I, I said, I, I no. Like, I, I, would, I, I would like it to be new Toby, not old Toby. Yes, new Toby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it was the new Toby. So, okay, I, I mean, and I, and I looked and I said, like, if I was casting the Tom McCarthy story, the movie, uh-huh. he'd be the guy. And apparently I'm not the first one to ever tell you this. No, you're not. I got a shirt for Christmas. Um, all right. So uh, real quick, because I know you guys are up against a uh, time crunch. Um, I was I, I was at I was out one time about two years ago and somebody said to me, I know you. And I said, oh, yeah. From where? He, they're like, I don't know where, but I know you. You're mm-hmm. you're on TV, aren't you? And I said, well, <laughs> well actually, yeah, I am. <laughs> I knew it. Honey, it is him. It's the guy from This Is Us. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked and I said, Toby? And they're like, yes. And I said, that's not me. <laughs> I just posted pictures of the two of you on Twitter. Yeah. I, you, if you yeah. grow the goatee, man, it's pretty uh, close. Pretty close. Hey, it's a good-looking well, guy. I, 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 have, I got a T-shirt from uh, my, my son Patrick's fiance for Christmas uh, two years ago. And it basically says that. So I don't, I'm not at home now. Um but if I do, I'll, I'll text you that picture, that T-shirt of of, cool. of of that sort of story about you're the guy from This Is Us. I love that. Well, and it's it's so funny because I I didn't see it until she said it, and then it's like, yes, yeah. it is. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, 
Great job uh, on the tournament. Look forward to seeing you back uh, with the Phils. Have an easy flight tonight, and we always appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a great week. Rest, uh, of, the, uh, rest of your Sunday. Thank uh, you, Tom. Well. well, there you go. I, Ray, I'm sure you've never seen that show. <laughs> I have never seen it. Okay. And you don't get Twitter, so you can't see what I just posted. But it's obviously not the first to think of it. So I want to sneak in a call here. Bob from Deford has been very patient. He's got a draft question. What do you got, Bob? Well, it's actually a future draft question, Glenn, Glenn, but I do want to ask the question. Uh, by the way, great interview with Tom McCarthy Thank you. right there. Thanks. Uh, okay, Ray, I'm, I'm only an occasional caller, but when I call, I always remind you a comment that I guess you said about a year ago now, and that is the towel under the door. Oh, yeah, Wilbert Montgomery. Ray, uh, this is just an aside question, Glenn, I do want to get to my question. Ray, I believe this comment is true, but I just want to confirm it with you. At, I know it's a long time ago, but at that point in time, every player on the field, every coach on the field, every reporter, every college student walking by with a history book in their hands knew that Wilbert Montgomery was the best running back on the field with one exception, Wilbert Montgomery. That's correct. Yeah, he was the last guy to realize his own greatness. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that happens. I mean, he came from a little college, Abilene Christian, had had a lot of injuries, you know, was a sixth-round draft choice. He didn't think he was a star. Even in that training camp where there weren't a lot of great players, he thought, you know, he thought he was in out of his depth. Only the coaches recognized how good he was, and even Dick Vermeil, who really loved him, I don't even think Dick realized that by the time Wilbert retired that he would be the leading rusher in franchise history, but he was. Okay. All right, Glenn, again, I do want to get to my question here. Yeah. All right. Ray, yesterday you talked about you had scouted a quarterback when he was, I think, 15 years old. So that brought to mind my question. There is a quarterback, which I'm virtually certain both of you know of, uh, who's a 17-year-old quarterback right now that a lot of people are talking about. And again, I'm certain both of you know of him. Who are you talking about? I'm sorry? Who are you talking about? Arch Manning. Oh, <laughs> and and what do you? I, 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 I'm familiar with him, but I've never seen him play. Well, that's what that's what I'm asking. Right, Ray said he he looked at quarterback when he was 15 year old. So, Ray, have you looked at him at all yet? I have not. I have not. I mean, the only reason that that came up was because we were talking about it in the context of Matt Ryan, right? Who I saw at Penn Charter, and the only reason look, I don't I don't go around scouting high school players routinely. It just so happened I lived one block from Penn Charter. So uh, I had to walk by their practice field. Uh, and so I saw Matt Ryan then, uh, only because he was, he was a block from my back door. That's how that happened. Um, but, I mean, everything I've heard about uh, Arch Manning is that he's, he's a Manning, you know, and that he's, he's really good. I, you know, he's, is he going to be as good as his, as, as his father and his uncle? I don't know. I mean, you're talking about two guys that are probably Hall of Famers, but everything I've heard about him, yes, he's a really good he's a really good young quarterback. 215-592-9494 coming up Ray tonight 8 p.m. the Oscars. Oh, I can't wait. Well, we'll discuss it. Rain Glenn, 94. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. For WIP. Along with Ray Didger, I'm Glenn Macnow. And Ray, ever since you and I have been working together, which is 20 years, we always look forward to this Sunday. We used to actually do a betting pool about it. We don't bother with that anymore. But tonight <laughs> is the Oscars. And so, without further ado, it's time for the Glenn and Ray Oscar preview. I don't even know that we need to go through them all because I haven't seen them all. Um, just real quickly, I've seen Coda, which I loved, which I hope wins tonight. Uh, I watched Don't Look Up, which I didn't like. Uh, right. Just watched King Richard the other night, per your advice, and liked it a lot. Right. I tried after the Nova game last night to watch Dune, which is a sci. It's a, it's, I got bored. I, to be honest, I quit after like half an hour. It's a sci-fi army fighting a giant space worm. I think I've and seen felt- that before. Yeah, right. That's exactly. It's like, oh, okay, I've seen this with better special effects. So um, here's what I think, and then we'll get into the specifics. But if you saw what they are doing tonight is they're going to honor two franchises. It's the 60th anniversary of the first 007 movie. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do a big James Bond thing, which I'm in. And it's the 50th anniversary of the release of The Godfather, which is my all-time favorite movie. And so I'm definitely watching those. Those landmarks I care about this year stuff. I don't care at all, right? Tell yeah, me wrong. yeah. And when you honor when you honor franchises like that, it, it sort of makes the current film. It makes the current films really pale by comparison. You know, it, it just kind of reminds you of yeah. This is why I used. This is why I used to go to the movies as opposed to like ah oh, now really this is the best of what we got. The best movie you really like Coda. Love um, and uh, I will tell you this, from what I have read lately, and I've been reading a lot about the Oscars uh, the last couple of weeks, just kind of get a sense of where, who has the momentum. Coda really does. I mean, for the longest time, everybody was kind of assuming Power of the Dog was going to win because they had the most nominations, and uh, Jane Campion, the director, had won before, and there's a lot of sentiment for her. But I will tell you, over the last couple of weeks, you know, Coda has won some competitions now, yeah, I know. Uh, and there seems to be a feeling that they've kind of got the momentum right now. So it would not be, 
right now, Power of the Dog would probably be the favorite. But it would not be, in my mind, a huge upset if Coda pulled this off tonight. And, and listen, again, I really liked it. But what it is is a good little movie. It's a really sweet, endearing little movie. What you don't have anymore, and this is where I think the movies are, have, have just have died off, is you don't have any epics, right? You don't have The Godfather. You don't, you don't have The Fugitive. You don't have that really good drama that's going to stand up for 25 years. 25 years from now, nobody's going to talk about Coda. And, and, I, you know, and I'm telling you, I like that a lot. But it, it's not a big movie. And the only big movies they make anymore are the Marvel movies or kids' movies. And it's a damn shame because yeah. the, the ratings last year were the lowest ever for the Oscars. They blamed afterward the production. They've changed it. They've shortened it. I don't think the production is what matters. No. No, it's, 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 nobody, it's not. Nobody cares about these. How many people saw Power of the Dog? How many people? Drive My Car is nominated for Best Movie. I couldn't tell you one thing about it. Right. And I saw Licorice Pizza and was sorry I did. You know, the, um, the best movie. I kind of wanted to win tonight just to get your reaction. <laughs> oh, boy, it would. And you know yeah. what? It, Ooh, it, Roy would come out. It would, not, it would not shock me. It's not going to win Best Picture. No way. But it could win for Original Screenplay. Because it's just quirky and weird enough that it's the kind of movie that could win for screenplay. And if it does, I mean, that's going to make me mad. I, the best the best movie I saw this year, and I, and I did like King Richard. I did like King Richard. Um, but the best movie I saw this year was West Side Story. I thought West yeah, Side Story really get... succeeded. I mean, you talk about there aren't any big movies. That was actually a big movie uh, and a pretty brave, a pretty brave effort on the part of Steven Spielberg to bring back a story that is that beloved and that familiar uh, and try and update it a little bit and do it a little differently. Um, I mean, musicals don't sell anymore, and he knew that going in, but he just wanted to do it, and I thought he pulled it off. I thought it was just brilliant. It was the best movie I saw this year by a lot, um, but I don't think it has a prayer of winning. Ariana DeBose will almost certainly win uh, for Best Supporting Actress. I mean, she's won every award up a, to this point. She plays Anita, right? Uh, and she plays Anita. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, you know, she, uh, years ago when they made the original West Side Story, Rita Moreno yeah. played that role and won an Oscar for playing that role. I wonder if that's ever happened before. That Yes, it has happened. That you have two different actors or actresses winning for playing the same role. Hello, Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro. Oh, of course. Yeah. Which is always the tri- that's that's the trivia question, right? Name the two people who won an Oscar for playing the same character. Well, I think it's going to happen again tonight. Um, okay, and and I think you answered the question that I I was going to ask you, which is Steven Spielberg directs one of the all time you know a remake of one of the all time classics, and it bombed. Is it just that people don't want to go see go out to the movies to see that kind of movie anymore? Could be, could be. It's it is interesting when you look at there are ten movies, ten films are up for best picture, ten, and not a one of them made the top ten grossing movies of the year. Not one is of that, these ten was one of the top ten grossing movies of the year. That's interesting. Tells you tells you kind of everything you need to know. Uh, and if the if the audience continues to decline at the pace that it is. Um, Last year, 9.8 million people watched. 9.8 million people watched the Oscars. In 2010, 40 million people watched. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, I that's, mean, when we that's, were younger, it, it was appointment TV. Yeah, that's was, how much... It was the highest-ranked show of the year back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I mean, that's how much that audience has, 
has dropped in yeah. just that period of time. And there's talk that if the numbers continue to drop, and they probably will, um, that the Oscars are going to be off network TV, and in a year or two they're just going to be streaming. And now, who would have ever thought we'd be having that conversation? Yeah. Um, and again, there's a lot of reasons for it. One of, the, I mean, the upside is that TV is so good these days. I've been trying to convince you of that for the last five years with no success. But there are so many great things to watch on TV on various networks. But the the other side of it is, I said earlier, they don't make any great dramas anymore, and they don't. And there's also they don't make big comedies anymore. Uh, it's name the last really good comedy you saw. Oh boy, uh, right? I can't. I can't. Big remember. cast, big comedy. They don't make them, and and it's all Marvel movies and like small artsy movies, and that's that's what it is tonight. So yeah, but I, I should we should point out that there is there is a little bit of a local flavor here. Um, and I think two Philadelphia connected people are going to win Oscars tonight. I think I really do think this is Will Smith's year. Uh, I yeah, do. Th- I, I agree. He was I very do think, good, and he deserves it. Yeah, and he's has he never did. won. He's been nominated a couple times, never won. I think this is his turn, and it's well deserved. I mean, his yeah. performance as uh, as the father of Venus and Serena Williams, uh, he's he's terrific in it, and he deserves the Oscar. So I think he's going to win, and I think Jeffrey Lurie's going to win. What? What has he got? He is. He was the executive producer of Summer of Soul. Oh, I didn't know that was up. Boy, that was really good. Yeah. That and was excellent. I, and I, so I think that's that's up for best documentary. Yeah. I think it's okay. going to win. Uh, uh, and Questlove, who's a local guy, was yeah. the director. He'll win. But executive producer of that film, and obviously the guy who bankrolled the project, none other than Jeffrey Lurie. Well, good. Good for him. I hope he gets it. Nice. Okay. Um, all right. That's it. That's our Oscar preview. And uh, no bet for you and I this year because we really don't have the base of knowledge to bet. <laughs> Although I will tell you in advance, uh, congratulations for this Wednesday when we are going out to Ralph's yes. in South Philly to uh, for you to celebrate your victory over me in our stupid football bet from last year. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and laugh. Aaron Sippus came through. Aaron Sippus came through for me. Had me had me a little worried there early in the season, but yeah, as, as the we, as the weather got colder, his uh, his punting became less effective. He's kicking cinder blocks in December. <laughs> I have a I have a feeling he won't be back. I have a feeling they're shopping for a new punter. Hey, kid from I want the kid from San Diego. Oh, I know you do. Uh, so I know you do. Well, you're I'll thinking, make a bet on him. If yeah, we do that. You think you're going to get him in the sixth round? You're not. Uh, I mean, I think uh, it would not shock me if he went as high as the fourth. There's the fourth. Oh man! So here's the deal: you get dinner with some of our producers this Wednesday at Ralph's, and I'm delighted to do that. I I reserve the right if the Eagles draft this kid to make a bet and win back my dinner at Ralph's next year. Fair enough. All right, there you go. Fair enough. Oh, by Brandon, the way, one 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 category I want to say on the Oscars I think is the lead pipe absolute mortal lock. If you want to go out and bet on it, yeah. Best makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> I I hadn't done my research. What do you got? Oh, it's an easy one. Well, I, easy well, one. The, the the eyes of Tammy Faye. I mean, oh. the woman, the people who had to make up <laughs> Jessica Chastain to look like Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? It's the greatest the movie, makeup achievement of all time. I saw the previews, so yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty alarming. That's good. So all I right. think I think that is certainly going to win for makeup. And right now, Jessica Chastain is is the favorite to win Best Actress. Which, Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you have a yellow legal pad with uh, that's Oscar themed? I do. I can hold it up and and Kyle, I am can, I, I kidding? I can confirm. Oh god, Ray, you're the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you are the greatest. What do you think this is all off the top of my head? Is there a line down I'm the middle? I'm a compulsive pro, note taker. Pros, pros and cons for each one? No, 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 okay. no, no. 
No, I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Okay, there you go. Let me uh, get Brandon in Brookhaven here. Brandon, you want to uh, talk about Derek Barnett? I imagine you don't want to celebrate his resigning. No, heck no. I was out with my dog throwing the ball, and I got one of those app notifications. Eagles sign a two-year deal for a defensive tackle. I, was, I got excited. I didn't think it was Dak, Derek Barnett. So I hope yeah. curse when I saw that, but I don't understand it. I'm hoping maybe someone can explain this to me. I didn't hear your show yesterday, so if you spoke mm-hmm. about this, I apologize. No, that's okay. We, we, um, we'll certainly have. We'll talk about it again, and, and I'll start and, and let Ray pick it up, which is the the, the explanation, unofficially out of the Eagles, but kind of the, that's come out, is they're viewing him as a depth guy, probably the fourth defensive end. They uh, obviously were not able to land the big time free agents, although they got, you know, uh, one who, who was at the top of the list to pass rusher. Um, and they got him on the cheap. Now, that doesn't make me feel any better, but that's kind of the explanation. Ray, you want to pick it up? That's pretty much it. It's just the idea that they're not bringing him back with any illusions that, you know, maybe this year he'll start to play like a first round draft choice. They're accepting the fact. They're acknowledging the fact that he is what he is, that he's uh, back. He's at this point a rotation defensive end who's probably not even going to play half the snaps. But but I hope – look, I wasn't in favor of the re-signing anyway. I never saw it coming. I thought he was gone after the last game last season. I'm surprised, Brandon, like you're surprised that we're Steven still having this conversation. But the one thing I really hope is that this pre- this does not preclude them from drafting a good defensive end in this draft. I hope they don't just all of a sudden say, "Okay, we got that covered now." You know, we got Barnett's coming concern. back. You know, Brandon Graham's coming back. Uh, we we got Hassan Reddick. We're good. We're good on the edge. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, in a draft like this, where that many good edge pass rushers, and you got the picks that you've got, you got to go get one more. I I don't want them. It would really. I'm not crazy about Barnett even still being here, but it would really bother me if I thought the feeling down at Novacare was okay. We're covered there. We don't need to think about these other edge rushers, and they pass up this crop of guys coming out this year. That, to me, would be a bigger mistake. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack. Now, Ray, coming up, we uh, yesterday had a little bit of a gaffe toward the end of our show with Brandon Graham's interview. We're going to clear that up next on ninety four. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WIP. All right, Ray. Um, I've had the privilege for the last 15 years or so of being the uh, the host of the WIP pregame show, uh, Eagles pregame show, excuse me, mm-hmm. down at the uh, stadium. And we always, you know, love to get a big crowd down there uh, beforehand. And we got alumni. And we got people cheering. And and one of the highlights for me this last couple of years has been a young man named Ben from Montgomeryville, who's uh, like stadium staff. I don't know if Ben's title is greeter or usher or whatever, but he wears the red shirt. You you know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, sure. And when we're doing the show, Ben is getting the crowd excited and leading Eagles cheers and doing a great job. And What's he joins up, Glenn? Us. How you doing? Ray, I knew I wouldn't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is What's Ben. Up, at the, they, this up, is what Glenn? he is at How the games. Doing? We're great, Ben. Uh, and I know that you are. 
I'm amazing. And- I'm amazing. I am really excited for Thursday. Well, let's talk about Thursday because you've got an event coming up that you wanted to talk about, the Eagle Diner in Warminster. Yeah, Tell the people right. what they can come out to see. So Eagle Diner Warminster has come out and support the Eagles Autism Challenge this Thursday from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And Bob Kelly from Channel 29 is going to be there uh, from Fox. And we're going to be supporting the Eagles Autism Challenge. And we're giving away some great raffle prizes. We're giving away a Brandon Graham jersey nice. signed by Brandon Graham and a couple other gift cards. And the 10% of the proceeds that day go directly to help autism and the fight against autism. Ben, I think that's great. Let me just uh, tell people, as you said, it's Thursday. It's the Eagle Diner, which is on Street Road in Warminster. Um, and yeah. port- oh, all day, sales from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. are going to go yeah. to the Eagles. That's, that's really nice of that diner to do that. Uh, I assume you're going to be there at some point, right? There. You should come, Gwen. You should come and eat that day. Come on out. I, 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 I may. I do have dinner plans, but I may try to sneak it in earlier in the day. Would be nice. When are you going to be there, Ben? People want to see you. I'll be there all day, so I'll treat you. My treat. <laughs> That's very nice of you. <laughs> uh, ben, while I have you, I'm just curious, yeah. how do we feel about the Eagles coming up next season? I think the Eagles are going to go all the way. I think they're going to go 13-3. Uh, and three. Ray, I will not argue with this man. No, I wouldn't. No. All right. Ben, let me say it one more. Actually, you say it one more time. What should the people come out to? Come on out to the Eagle Diner this Thursday for the Eagles Autism Challenge. Go, Birds! We're at Warminster, PA, Street Road. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! I love you, Ben. Be well. Thank you. All right. There you go. <laughs> He's a great guy. He is a great guy, and he does – and you're right. He – you know, that – when the crowd begins to gather outside the uh, the broadcast location uh, there in the uh, headhouse square outside the the link, he he does get the crowd going. Oh, he's great. He really he's a lot of fun. He's, he's total enthusiasm. And Eagles and the Eagles autism, uh, which really was generated begun by Jeffrey Lurie and has been continued on. Um, they do great work, and they have they have over the years with their bike rides, with their walks, with their runs. I mean, they have raised a tremendous amount of money for autism research. So good for them. Yep. Uh, so yesterday, you and I uh, had Brandon Graham as our guest on Tell Us Your Story, and we, we recorded it earlier uh, in the week uh, to play it, and we ran into a little bit of time because there was a Phillies preseason game, and we had a hard out, and kind of the math got screwed up, and the interview was lost right at the end. It had to had to cut out, which was, which was a damn shame. And um, – I got a lot of people afterward who said to me what happened, and part of the problem was the interview ended with me saying, all right, Brandon, one more question. Exactly. That's when it cut out. And that's when it cut out, and it's like, whoa. So um, our producer today, Vince Quinn, has kind of recovered that that last go- – go ahead, Vince. I'll let you do this. You good? And we talked okay. earlier about how, you know, at the beginning of your career, you and Philadelphia and the fans didn't exactly see it see eye to eye uh you are now as we mentioned the longest tenured athlete in philadelphia and certainly somebody who through your play and really through the way you've been uh conducted yourself in this city for all these years a favorite uh what does it mean to you to kind of have that title of longest tenured athlete in philadelphia and to know how the fans how highly the fans regard you well you know i'm at i'm at a point now where i just i'm i'm so you know, appreciative and thankful, you know, for this moment because I didn't even see this moment coming where, you know, I would be the longest tenor, 
eagle or athlete in this in Philadelphia, and then um, you know on top of that, be the you know played as many games as I played as a defensive player uh, here in Philly. And man, I'm just I don't take this for granted. I, I try to um, you know I wanted to be I want to stay here you know at least two or three more years to get to 15, and then I'll pass the torch to somebody else after that. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we got that. By the way, Kyle Quinn, pardon me, uh, Vince being his cousin. Um, Ray, we got the end. What do you think? Oh, I thought it was a great interview. Uh, I was really glad that uh, I was really glad we got him because, and the timing of it was perfect because we got him right at the right after the Giroux trade when he did become indeed the longest tenured professional athlete in Philadelphia. So it was great timing to have him. Um, but I think he's a, he's a terrific guy. He, uh, you know, he. 161 games. He's played more games on the defensive line than any lineman in Eagles history, which a lot of people don't realize, but that's true. He achieved that last year. Uh, he's fourth uh, in the club all-time sacks. The only guys that have more sacks than him are, of course, Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and Trent Cole. So he's way up there on that list. Uh, and and he has, as you as you phrased the question, and you're you're correct in doing that. I mean, he came in here not all that well received, you know, I mean, people, there are people here that wanted Earl Thomas, or there were people here that said, why didn't they draft Jason Pierre Paul? You know, why'd they draft this guy? And then he comes in in the first year and he gets hurt and right away he's written off as a bust. And then he goes through all the different coaches. He has this coach. He has that coach is Jim Washburn is Jim Schwartz. They have him as a defensive lineman. Then they make him a linebacker. Then they put him a defensive lineman. He's in the wide nine. He's in, and you know, the thing I really liked about him and I really admired about him, is he never complained. You know, he, he never bitched about it. You know, he never said, why is everybody picking on me? I never got a fair shake in this town. You know, it's this guy's fault. It's this guy's fault. All these different coaches. He never said that. He never said that. Uh, he, he remained a very pleasant guy, even though the press was critical of him. He never, he never stonewalled the reporters. He was always there to talk. Um, he's just a good dude, yeah. you know, and he has grown over time into a really good player. And, he hung around here long enough to make one of the biggest defensive plays in Eagles history in Super Bowl 52, and there's no question when it's all said and done, whether it's this year or next year and he retires, that he's going to go in the Eagles Hall of Fame. So um, I, I think he has earned the respect of the, of the fans in this city, which isn't easily achieved. But more than that, I think everybody recognizes, in addition to being a good player, he's just a really good person. Absolutely. 215-592-9494. Coming up, we are going to talk with Jeff McClain of the Philadelphia Inquirer about the Philadelphia Eagles, also the upcoming NFL owners meetings. Interesting rule change proposal from the Eagles involving NFL overtime. We'll get Jeff's point of view on all of it, and we will talk to you. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now, Sunday on 94 WIP. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.